Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge and want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of movies and TV together. On today's episode, I am reviewing the 2021 2022, there's maybe a little controversy on when this movie release date actually happened. Not a big controversy. Nobody's really up in arms about it. Regardless, I'm talking about the film The Worst Person in the World, uh, which is directed by Joachim Trier. Uh, It's written by Eskil Vogt and Joachim Trier as well. It stars Rene Rinsv. And on Anders Danielson Lee and Herbert Nordum. This is a foreign film. Uh, of course, this is a movie that I heard good things about. This is a movie that was on some people's top ten lists uh, for different years, depending on where you consider this. I believe it was a movie that was initially released. Uh, it came out in um, Sundance and then got its actual release later. I don't know exactly. Doesn't really matter. Uh, this is a movie that chronicles uh, four years in the life of Julie, a young woman who's navigating the trouble, water, troubled waters of her love life and struggles to find a career path, uh, leading her to take realistic, uh, t- leading her to take a realistic look at who she really is. Uh, overall, I like the movie. I enjoyed the movie. There are aspects of this movie that really hit home and, and really, man, really got to me. Uh, very basic kind of a movie, very simple drama. Um, but you know, elements of this movie definitely reminded me of past relationships, which is always something that could, you know, uh, get me a little, a uh, little, a uh, little emotional. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, this is a movie. It's told in like 12 chapters, including a prologue and an epilogue, uh, which is kind of interesting. You know, getting each chunk of the movie has a title, and uh, based on that title, a little theme of what's going on in her life and that specific stage of her life. Right. And it's always kind of uh, an interesting thing when a movie accurately replicates life in a way where it really connects. Right. Whether it's with emotions or situations or people. Right. This movie is is so similar to one of my longest relationships that was like three years about. And, uh, you know, there's. You know, where it's the similarities between the age differences and the characters and and the idea of people on different paths and the path that some people are on when they are younger and trying to find out who they are, wanting to explore all that life has to offer and trying to see what it is they want out of life versus somebody that may be 
knows who they are a little bit more and is already found that their path. Uh, so having those differences between two people can, you know, eventually cause separation where somebody's path as they're trying to discover who they are uh, and to explore different different ways of existing could uh, could take them away from that. Right. So the aspects of that are, are a lot of uh, this movie made me think a lot about uh, past relationships and aspects of my life, whether I was the young person uh, or I was the old person. It is a, a movie that really, really did a good job at, at uh, bringing those emotions and thoughts out of me. Um, and this movie specifically is about a woman who's kind of discovering who she is and exploring her options. It starts off with her uh, kind of doing so within the educational type of situation, trying to find out what she wants to study in school, as many people who are going to college struggle with trying to understand what they want to do with their life as a career. And also trying to struggle with who you want to be and who you want to be with, right? There are so many different aspects to life where it's tough to know who you are and what you want out of life if you haven't explored the different types and different varieties of things, right? You may never know you love Indian food if you don't explore the many different dishes that are available from around the world, right? If you've only ever grown up in the Midwest, like your exposure to Indian food or different types of cuisine, foreign cuisine, then you may never know. And the only way you really know if you're into something is if you try it, if you experiment with it. And that is what this movie is following, this character who is experiencing and wanting to experience and, and, and try out different lives and to find out who she is, which I enjoyed that. You know, very simple premise with her and you see her going, whether it's educationally or uh, relationships. I mean, the bulk of this movie is about her in relationships and not a lot of relationships. Uh, it's primarily one relationship and then to another. Uh, but they are two different kinds of relationships where she's getting different things from the different relationships. Um, so I found that to be an interesting topic for this movie to kind of cover and well done in in how it does that and uh it's a movie that again i relate to the lead character the female in this uh but more so i i probably relate far more to uh the men <laughs> and and how they feel at times depending on where she's at in her life which i'll get into some of that in spoilers obviously but Brought up a lot of feelings and uh, just realizing a person isn't the right fit and and moving on can definitely end up making you feel like you're at fault sometimes uh, or just not knowing who you were or, or hurting them, not knowing what you did, how that impacts other people, how other people are impacting you, things of that nature, right? And I've been on both sides of that for 
me getting left is definitely the men in this movie handle it far better than I ever did. I uh, probably due to my own issues, abandonment issues, I tend to crumble and weep and, and just absolutely become destroyed uh, when I find out somebody no longer wants to be with me. And uh, probably one of the things that keeps me from getting into relationships is the fear of just being rejected and being left. Uh, you know, so props to the the dudes in this movie, which also this movie, because it's portraying these things, I think, you know, how movies generally handle these things, these types of dramatic situations tend to over exaggerate a lot. And I think this plays in subtleties and nuance in a in a great way that I felt refreshing. Right. It wasn't as like ups and downs it's like there's there's good understanding on both level on from both sides that allows these things despite them ending or changing uh not to go to dramatic and overly excited kind of reactions to to the different things that happen happen right And this movie also captures, I think, pretty brilliantly, captures that feeling of an attraction, right? That can be that that can be realized in that moment, like how just like things can just disappear, how you can just get enthralled and connected to a person out of nowhere. And even if that connection can't be, like there's st- it's it's it handles kind of the nuances of these things in a beautiful way. Right. Right. And especially the moments where like, just nothing existed exists when you're with somebody or have an attraction to somebody, how, how time and space and other people, nothing exists except for you two in that moment and how time can effortlessly slip away when you're with that that person in that moment usually a moment that happens early in a a relationship or in uh, a connection between people whether it comes turns into a relationship or not but that feeling of nothing in nothing in reality exists for you two and even time and space don't exist in the same way they used to right It, it it's 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 a completely different form of reality where things and 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 things that we're used to experiencing in a certain way completely change but i do want to talk about specific spoilers of this movie i did enjoy it it is a foreign film so you know you have to read subtitles or whatever i didn't find usually i have i'm a slow reader you know not that i'm not a fan i prefer reading subtitles to dubbed I prefer hearing the performances, the natural performances of the actors, and don't mind reading. Uh, it is a pain sometimes because I'm a slow reader that I have to pause a lot. Usually happens when I watch Indian films. I think it's mainly because they talk very fast and subtitles go very quickly. Uh, similar with Korean films, I find uh, I struggle a little bit. This one, I think mainly because the pace is so deliberately kind of a slow calm pace that never really there's never like it is just like 
it brings you through, draws you through the story in a very steady pace. Um, and the dialogue is representative of that, too. So I didn't find any problems with that. Anyway. So, like, this movie starts... So, spoilers from here on out. So, this movie starts off how she has to... Her dealing with and under, trying to figure out what she wants to do educationally, what she wants to do for a career, is, like, so common when you're in your 20s. Like, the idea that somebody out of high school knows what they want to do with the rest of their life when they don't know anything about who they are. They have only existed as they know through living at home with their parents going to high school and the person you are out of high school directly out of high school versus the person you are at the end of your 20s versus the person who you are in your mid 30s versus the person you are in your 40s you can't know you can't it's like asking you to choose a crazy direction that you're going to spend the rest of your life going and you haven't experienced anything in life so when this movie starts off and she's like, oh, I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted my good grades that I had to mean something. That's the only reason she became a doctor. And then realizing that the reality of being a doctor isn't as fulfilling as she wanted to, that like understanding the body and how it works is very much, as she put it, like being a mechanic, right? Just understanding how the parts function, when the parts stop functioning, how to fix the parts, things like that. And she became more interested in psychology because the brain is not as simple to diagnose. It is m far more challenging. And she appreciates challenge. So she changes her major from her study from medicine to, for at least from being a doctor to being a psychiatrist and even in that moment she wasn't getting enough out of it and she realized after that she wanted to be a photographer right and that was the direction that was the moment where she felt the most fulfilled let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to talk about are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home office or wardrobe look no further than the many faces series by ray taylor that's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! For, like, somebody... I'm sure like a lot of parents to see their child go from wanting to be a doctor, getting amazing grades, going into being a doctor and then seeing them change their, their mind to then go into psychology. It's like, okay, still a prestigious career, but then to go from that to psychology and then to photography, like it is so rare for, parents to be supportive of a child going into any kind of creative endeavor 
uh, where financial success is unsure. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that's an interesting aspect. But then part of why she loved photography is she loved the world that she was in. Right. She was around interesting people who were doing interesting things. And in that she started finding she found her first kind of serious relationship as she had slept with a teacher at one point that didn't really work out to anything. Just kind of exploring a thing, an adult relationship in a way obviously didn't work. But then she meets this guy who's older. He's a cartoonist. And she like she she dug him. She was like, oh, he's like intellectual. He thinks deeply about things. Right. But he's also creative. So it's he's interesting in that way. And then they kind of have a thing. And then he approaches her and says, listen, I'm older. You're younger. We're in two different parts of our life. Right. So we're going to have I'm going to say we should end it now. Right. Because this is only going to end one way if we stay together. And that's going to be the f and that's going to be because we are at different ages at different times in our life where I know what I want to do and I am doing what I want to do versus you are still exploring life. You are still taste testing the many different flavors that life has to have. And because he gave her, he told her that up front and he was, you know, she couldn't, it made her love him more. And then they have a relationship and it's a sweet relationship. But you even even in that relationship, you see that when she's around his friends who have families and have kids that she feels out of place, even when they have a party and they're actually kind of regressing into what it was like when they were younger, kind of going on her level, how there's only there's an extent where they crash land into the reality that they are older people, right? Where the partying ends up crashing to a halt when something goes wrong and the reality of these these couples having arguments and things uh gets realized that they are not in their 20s any, anymore. And despite them all having fun together for that moment where they were all kind of feeling as if they were in their 20s, uh, it was only a temporary thing, right? And you see how she doesn't relate to them in the majority of situations because of that, right? There's things that start to come up that kind of illustrate why she is in a different place than him and how he wants to start having a family and she is not at all ready, right? He's like, this is how people start families. They don't plan for it. Meanwhile, she's like, I want to make sure I'm this, this, and this. I want to, she wants to lay the foundation before she's ready to start having a family. And he's at the, the place where, you know, he's 40. She's in like her, her mid twenties, mid to late twenties. And it's like, you know, the very different parts of their life all of his friend groups they all have kids they all have multiple kids and even when she goes back to spend time with she has her 30th birthday with her mom and her grandma there's this whole montage of her kind of reflecting on where all of the different women throughout her family tree were at in their 30s comparing where she's at in her 30s compared to 
her mom, her grandma, her great-grandmother, how most of them had multiple kids already by the time they were 30. Like, they had lived so much of a life that she hasn't even started to live yet. And how maybe she feels like she is not doing the thing that is supposed to be her path. But she, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the fact that people have kids and feel forced to have kids because you're of a certain age is absolutely absurd. I Like, most people should not have kids. Most people should not have kids. And I don't think we need more people on this planet. So... I am on her side completely, especially like, but at the same time, maybe if I was in a different place in my life, not necessarily just a different age because I am in my 40s now, but like financially in a career where I'm financially stable and things are kind of consistent and predictable, then maybe that would be a thing that I... But it's like, I'm so far from that reality that the idea of adding a child to my existence is absolutely absurd. And I'm sure, similarly, that's how she feels as a, you know, a 30-year-old. Even when I was 30. Even, I mean, at 30, I had a job. I had a 401k. I had a condo. I was far more grown up than a lot of people in their 30s and but then I completely threw all of that away because I was unhappy with that life that I had right so I understand like her spending the time to party spending the time to try and see what she enjoys exploring life enjoying life things like that and not wanting to be settled down with a family and kids and the responsibilities that that comes with so super interesting and then she meets a guy she crashes a wedding uh wedding uh, what's that called a wedding uh <laughs> reception and she meets a guy that she's like into and both him and her are in relationships and they want to do the right they don't want to cheat on their significant other and it's a scene, many scenes, where they are basically playing chicken. Like, how far, how close can they get? How much can they bond without crossing the line? Like, where is the line? And how do we get as close to that line as possible without crossing it, right? So on one level, very respectful to their significant others, right? Versus any other movie wouldn't even consider that. But also because that tension is amazing to see, like, and it illustrates what it is like when you first meet somebody, even if you're not necessarily in a relationship, but you're like with somebody and you're not just, you're, you're spending the time where to them, nothing in that party exists and they're just getting to know each other. And, and like, there's this sexual tension that's not being crossed over right they're not they're not succumbing to the the tension that is there because they want to be respectful but still forms a bond between them and even the next morning when they part separate ways they don't decide not to give each other their full name so they're not tempted to look each other up on facebook right they're just like okay 
We had this night. It was amazing. We didn't cheat on our, our significant others. And we're going to make sure it ends here. But of course, the memory of that, the idea of that, and whenever that person ends up accidentally coming back into their life, it changes. Right? Where he accidentally goes into the bookstore she's working, and it's clear that that connection is still there. It's absolutely clear. And there's the, and then, you know, eventually it gets to the point where she realizes that her boyfriend, who's older, was right all along. And he knew he was right. And they were both convincing each other that he was wrong, that it was going to be different, that there was going to be a different outcome than what he predicted. But what he predicted came to fruition, and she leaves him. And before she does that, there's this amazing moment where she like she's going into the kitchen, she turns the lights on, and time freezes. And everything freezes. Every human being freezes. And she runs through town to go meet up, to go to this guy's work, to meet him. And it's this scene where they are the only two people in this town, this city, that are existing while everything else is frozen in time. And it so perfectly illustrates, especially like a new relationship, which I don't know in the reality of this movie. I don't know if that's time that they actually did spend together or if it's time that sh this imaginary thing that she wants to pursue after she leaves her husband or her boyfriend but it illustrates so beautifully how when you are in that point, that beginning stage of a relationship, how a day and a night, a, a night could effortlessly slip away and nothing in the world exists except for this other person and the same reality exists for them as well. Like for both of you, no other human being exists time doesn't exist everything stands still and the next thing you know it's the next morning and it's a very beautiful scene followed up by her basically confirming what he predicted that they were on separate paths and you could tell he is absolutely devastated but at the same time i have been in his shoes and i can tell you i never got even close to handling it as calmly and coolly as he did uh, I would have been fallen down crying sobbing wailing I would have just been utterly destroyed even though I knew it was an eventuality because I have been in a relationship where I knew it was eventually going to come to this Especially because I knew we were probably on different paths, but I could not react in any other way but the honest way, which was to be completely and utterly destroyed. So I had a lot of respect for him, and something that I've never done is having the goodbye sex, which they did. Um, never. Like, that is like the times I've been dumped, having sex is the farthest from all I could think about is like well nobody loves me. I am like the most worthless piece of garbage that just 
has been figured out again and thrown away again, and I have got nothing left in my life. That is how I feel, or at least how I've felt the times that I've been dumped. And uh, so the thought of having sex one last time is like so far away from where my mind would be. But as they do, and, you know, seems very kind of copacetic as far as breakups can go, right? Again, completely different than how this would be portrayed in most movies, right? There would be more of a dramatic thing to that. There would have been some arguing. There would have been some yelling. Uh but not, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the subtlety of that and the respect, right? Because nobody is really that bad, despite the name of this movie being the worst person in the world. Nobody's really the worst person in the world in this movie, right? Maybe this title reflects some of what she feels, that she puts that on herself, that maybe she feels that because she left him, because she has been so indecisive about things in her life, moving from one thing to the next, that maybe she feels that she's the worst person in the world because of that. That would be my like uh, hypothesis as to the meaning or the reason this movie is titled that. But, you know, let's take a quick break right now to talk about, are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the Many Faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. So she goes into this new relationship, and then that relationship is like f the first one with the older guy. She was attracted to the intellectual connection that they had, right? In that relationship with the older guy, there was a scene where she writes, she decides to write this thing that ends up getting published. But when she shows it to him, she wants and respects his feedback because he has a very nuanced and insightful perspective on literature and writing and, and things like that contrasted with a moment later on in the second relationship where the second relationship where the first relationship was more of an intellectual attraction the second relationship was more of a physical attraction of like they're both young we can party we can fuck like crazy and there's a scene where in that second relationship where he finds some of her writing and he tries to give her compliments on it, she, she doesn't value his opinion at all. She's almost offended, despite, despite the fact that he likes it, she's offended at his comments on it at all, which is in complete contrast to 
how she felt about her previous relationship commenting on her work, right? So where the first relationship was this more intellectual, deep kind of relationship, obviously he's older, he's in a creative field, he's been doing it a long time, he has a more, he has a lot more perspective on different things and, and can have a, a view and a critique on something that is something that she would value versus this other guy who's like there, it's a much more shallow connection right she's enjoys the the physical attraction with him she enjoys the sexual attraction to him they hang out with people she's hanging out with people her own age they do shrooms and hang out she has a crazy shroom trip right but a completely different thing where she's almost trying to get stuff out that she didn't get out earlier because she was in this other relationship but then it comes to a point where she realizes that now she's in a place when she later sees her ex on being interviewed, being grilled on this interview because his comics were offensive and basically they're they're just going in on him. But she's so enamored with like, oh yeah, that's what that's who this guy was. Like she forgot that connection that they had which was so much different and deeper in a lot of ways than this connection she has with the new guy. And then seeing how it's like it's in a lot of ways too late because of what's happening with that older guy when she reconnects with him because she finds out that he's not well, right, brutal. But the part of this movie that like just destroyed me, that like made me like that made me just just like where I am that guy maybe I'm not have don't have cancer but there's this thing he says let me see um where is that So this guy is dying, right? And he doesn't want to become just a memory that somebody had, right? He doesn't want to live on through his art, right? His only wish, his only wish, this dying man's wish, is that he wants to live in his apartment with her. He wants to go back to that time when they were together and happy and just existing in each other's world in that apartment. The success of what he did, this, his cartoon that later got turned into a movie and got completely washed, you know, just completely changed and pacified and censored and changed and altered, right? The art, the success... All of that means nothing to him and all he wishes, this dying man's wish, is that he could go back to that time when he was with her just happy in the apartment. And that moment so much destroyed me 
because I, there is a very large part of me who would love to go back to that time when I was in that relationship where it was just me and her happy in my condo being with each other. And it was a relationship. It's not like it was in a stressful, dramatic. It had problems, sure, whatever. Other things that because we were on different paths, whatever. And the path that I've chosen, focusing on my art, focusing on podcasting, figuring out what that path is for me, I could so easily give it all up to go back to that time when it was just me and her in my condo happy. And when he, like, it just, that unlike any movie, I mean, it's very rare. This does happen, certain things where it just so closely mimics the exact wish that is in my heart on one level. Like, Obviously, the reality of it is like, I don't know. I'm in such a different place. I don't even know if that would be even be possible. But if if time travel and if I were to able to to exist in a different time and place, that would be that that would be the time and place that I was the most happy by far. Because it was so simple, the love was so effortless in those moments the connection, it just, everything fit like perfectly in those moments. There was no friction. It was, and when he says that, I'm like, it just, it just destroyed me watching this movie. And that's probably the, the part of this movie that really made me like it as much as I did because it is a good movie, but to have a movie really touch a very specific, deep, dark desire of your own in that way regret in some ways not necessarily regret it's like a longing for a moment in your past that is so far removed from what you're doing and what you spent your life doing there's another aspect of this movie where he talks about like all of the things that you worried about in your life aren't the things that you should have been worrying about right like all of his worries in his life weren't about getting cancer and dying of cancer they were of things that in the long run didn't really matter and that the one thing he wasn't really concerned about was the one thing that took him out and that that guy in this movie that cartoonist in that movie i relate to so much there it is insane how much I relate to that character and uh, just absolutely destroyed me. Destroyed me. So, with all that said, I, I did enjoy this movie. Um, you know, and to see how even after both of those relationships, right, the the young guy that she had, the fun sexual relationship, who was they both weren't, didn't want to have kids and then when she gets pregnant right her ex is like well are you going to dump him because that's what you do when things get rough you leave him which isn't necessarily true but ended up being what happened and she never ended up having the kid because of complications but then later on she's this photographer working on a movie set and the actress that is 
on that movie has a child with that guy that said he never wanted to have a kid and how like the irony of that is is kind of how life works that is so how life works and it's not about whether you're ready to have a kid or not it's about if the person you're with if it's really this movie is so much about finding a person that you're on the same track with and if you know that you're on diverging paths like this guy did he should have known i should have known but you can't help yourself because you have those moments you can have those moments with this person that you know are fleeting or you know on some level can't last but they're moments that you will cherish when you are dying you there're moments you will cherish even if you have success years in your life throughout your life you will look back and you will think of those moments and you will wish that you could somehow go back to those simple moments when it was just you and her together happy in your apartment and this movie you know it it does that <laughs> and uh it's uh you know <laughs> fuck this movie man <laughs> Okay, uh, that's it. I'm done. I don't want to cry on this podcast. Uh, it's you know it's a beautifully accurate story um, about navigating life and love. Uh, you know how the choices you make affect others. Um, how a connection might be the right one, but not at the right time, uh, in a way that feels more real um, and not as overly dramatic. Like I said, and traumatic as a similar movie might be told. Um, and it explores, you know, a lot of the nuance of finding, fuck, I've, uh, of finding who you are and the path you want to take and, um, the moments, uh, the moment her ex told her, you know, uh, that, that moment really got me and, uh, you know, it, it still gets me. It got me right there, man. <laughs> uh, so thank you for tuning in to the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed me almost crying during my review. Uh, and also my thoughts on uh, the worst person in the world. Which, you know, I all of the people in this movie probably could feel like they are that person. You know, I could see that. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to watch me potentially cry while I talk about a movie or a TV show. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or a rating on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube if you're watching me almost cry. And uh, until next time, get some tissues and enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.